We're going to start the uh, preach now. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you by your grace and mercy that we have been saved. We thank you by your grace and mercy that we're alive, Lord Jesus. Not just this breath that we breathe in and out every day, but I mean truly alive in you. Some days it feels like we want to be taken off this earth, but because of that great love and compassion that brought this new life and this new generation in, regeneration in us, we have such a gracious gift. So, Father, as we come before you now, I pray you give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive. In Jesus' precious name, amen. amen. So this message is the second in a series I'm doing on the Holy Trinity. This is our God. And we're looking today at God the Father. So let's remind ourselves of some key attributes of the Holy Trinity. They are one God revealed through three persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And each person shares the very essence and characteristics of God. They are self-sufficient, divine, omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient, infinite, eternal, and unchangeable. They exist and reign forever. Each person is equally God, but has different responsibilities and assigned a role. However, their works are always intertwined. So how does the Bible show God as a father? Firstly, I just want to clarify that in both the Old and the New Testament, when the writers use the term father, in a lot of cases, unless the writer specifically points it out, they're not referring to just the person of God the Father, but to the whole Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Malachi, Malachi 2 verse 10. Have we not all one Father? Has not one God created us? Genesis 1 shows the whole Trinity was involved in creation. So this reference has to refer to the Trinity and not just God the Father. This is the same as when the writer uses the term God. A lot of the time they are referring to the whole Trinity and not a specific person of the Trinity. Jesus helped our understanding of this in his words and his teachings by showing the distinction between them. However, after Jesus explains this distinction, we see the New Testament writers using certain terms to reflect God the Father and the other persons of the Trinity. The New Testament authors generally use the title God to refer to God the Father and the title Lord to refer to God the Son, as we see in 2 Corinthians 13 verse 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, that's God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. But be aware, as the New Testament writers refer back to the Old Testament, they also refer to the Holy Trinity as our Father, and not just refer to God the Father. Biblical text is quite complex, but keep pressing in, and God's going to unlock those treasures to you. So the person of God the Father. He is the first person of the Trinity. He takes the lead of the works of the Trinity. He plans, he directs, he sends. God the Son and God the Holy Spirit mutually submit to his lead. He is the Heavenly Father of Jesus and us. And he, is sent, the, he sent Jesus and the Holy Spirit to us. The first person of the Trinity is called Father. Father. Firstly, because of his relationship to his eternal son, 
and his relationship with his creation, us. God the Father has the position of authority. In the Trinity, they're willingly given to him by the Son and the Holy Spirit. He decides what will happen, when it will happen, and how it will happen. So let me give you a scenario when I need to get agreement from June. June's my wife, to make a decision. Sometimes I do need to pick my timings and my words very carefully. As I know, June's not initially going to go for it. I have a position of authority, but I need June's agreement. So, guys, when you want that flat screen TV for the Euros, or, you know, because your wife's eyesight may need the bigger TV, you've got to choose your moments. John 5, verses 26 to 27. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. God delegates his authority to his creation as he sees fit. All God's created beings, humans, angels, everything, has a measure of authority given by God. And he holds the supreme authority over all his creation. God the Father takes the lead, but he knows as the Holy Trinity acts as one, they are in complete agreement with one another. Knowing completely one another's thoughts, actions, and motives, that all that each of them do is for everyone's overall good. I don't know about you guys, but I've found miscommunication is one of the hardest challenges as a married man. Yeah, miscommunication. I say one thing, June hears another. The Trinity don't have that issue. They're in total agreement. Hebrews 1 verse 2. But in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. God the Father took the lead in creation, but created through his Son, as we see in John 1 verse 3, in 1 Corinthians 8 verse 6, and Colossians 1 verse 16. He also created with the Holy Spirit. They are unified in thought, action, and purpose. They are a gracious God. As God takes the lead, he normally takes all the, as God the Father takes the lead, He's normally the one taking all the flack for what God has or hasn't done. Some see him as harsh or strict. However, he ensures his son receives the glory for all the great works that he has done. The son also glorifies the father out of love for him. John 12 from verse 44. As Jesus cried out and said, whoever believes in me, believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me, sees him who sent me. And from verse 49. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father has told me. God the Father resides in heaven, but he has no physical form. So he chose to reveal himself through his son as he delights in Jesus and wanted to share his delight and pleasure with us through him. The father taught Jesus what he needed to know and what he needed to say. John 12 and verse 27. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. 
But for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not mine. Hold on. Amen. Right. So, God the Father always validates and supports his children. He spoke and confirmed a number of times that Jesus was his son at his baptism, as we see in Luke 3, verse 22, at his transfiguration, as Matthew 17, verse 5 says, and Jesus, and just after Jesus' triumphant entrance in Jerusalem, which we've just read. 1 John, chapter 3, verse 1. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. When we accept Jesus as our personal Lord and Saviour, God the Father becomes our eternal heavenly Father. We become part of their family, his church, living temples of his presence. Psalm 11 verse 5. The Lord tests the righteous, but his soul hates the wicked and the one who loves violence. God tests the righteousness of those he loves. We see this with Job and Paul, but his greatest test of this was seen in Jesus. And through Jesus' righteousness, we are redeemed by his precious blood. He allows trials in our lives, so we become more like his son Jesus. Have you ever wondered why God created Satan? My thoughts are he was created to test God's children. Not everything bad that happens is the enemy. Some things happen by our own choices or God allows them into our lives to strengthen our faith and our relationship with him. Let me encourage you, church. I think, I don't know if it's a false gospel or whatever, but sometimes people believe they get God and life is going to be all rosy. Everything's going to be, you're going to get up in the morning and like one of those Disney characters, the birds are going to be singing around your head. You know, you're out, like sound of music, out in the field, singing for joy. Yes, there is joy in Jesus, but there's greater joy in trusting in him, having strength in him in the hard times as well as the good times. We, not to boast, but during COVID, we're the ones that people are looking at now. People are coming to Christians because they're saying, how are you coping Everyone else is finding it really hard to cope. And again, I'm not boasting. My boast is in Jesus. Who is my strength? Who is my rock? Who is my fortress and my tower? He's the one that allows me to stand when everything else is going mad. We've got to come back to basics. And we've got to keep trusting Jesus. John 15, verse 1 and 2. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. God the Father is the vine dresser. Jesus is the vine, and he helps prune us through Jesus, cutting away what is not helpful to us. Some things are harder to cut away than others. 
I think, like most of us, we put on a little bit during the COVID crisis. But hey-ho, we're still here. John 5, verse 17. But Jesus answered them, My father is working until now, and I am working. From the start, God set the example for us to be at work for the good of others. God the Father has provided work for us to do. He provided work for his son, and the son now provides work for us through the Holy Spirit. God the Father has the plan. Church, I have found when I give up my plan and follow God's plan, everything goes according to plan. I may experience bumps and setbacks, but the outcome is always better than my plans could ever hope for. The Father planned redemption and sent his Son into the world. They always planned for us to be eternally with them. They foresaw our sin. They put in place our salvation we needed to free us from our bondages, purely out of their grace, love, and care for us. God the Father took the initiative, preparing a way for us through Jesus to repair the damage of the fall, allowing us to be redeemed and returned to the full love and presence of God. The Son and the Holy Spirit follow his plan. If it's good enough for them, why do we think we can do any better? God's fatherly characteristics towards us. A loving parent protects and provides for their children. They are active, involved, ensuring their kids have the best opportunities and encouraging them to fulfill their potential. They love to share their lives and time with them intervening when they stray into unhelpful or dangerous situations. Psalm 68, verse 5. Father of the fatherless and protector of widows is God in his holy habitation. God is the helper of the fatherless. The Old Testament speaks often about the fatherless, but I don't know if you've noticed, in the New Testament there is no mention of the fatherless. Jesus has now introduced us to his heavenly father. Ephesians 3, verse 14 to 15. For this reason I bow my knees before the father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. God is family-oriented. All families proceed from God. First the Holy Trinity, and then they wanted to extend their family to include us. God initiated and chose us to be his family before the beginning of creation. The scriptures depict God as our father as he created us all. Once we receive God's salvation, we encounter and enjoy a much more intimate and deeper relationship with God as our heavenly father. God was Israel's spiritual father, delivering them from many oppressions. Sadly, they rebelled against his fatherly authority and love, but paid the consequences many times. But God still heard their cry and promised them a saviour who would reign in an eternal kingdom. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 18 And I will be a father to you and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. God wants to be a spiritual father to you. He gets involved in our lives and encourages us to spend time with him. He listens to and answers our requests And he loves to give good things to his children. 
I don't know about you. I think uh, Chinonza spoke about it during the worship team, about Christmas and getting presents. And I don't know about you. When I was younger, I was a, I was a bit naughty. And um, my parents always used to buy the presents early and then wrap them up. But I became an expert on, on wrapping Christmas presents without people knowing, which is why now I know how to wrap them up really well for my kids. But what, what I'm just going to try and say to you is, there's no greater gift than God. There's no greater gift than God. If you want to give something to your children, to your friend, to your family, Jesus is the greatest gift that you can give to them. Not the car, not the house. They're nice, but they'll pass away. A house can be blown down. A car can crash. Jesus is eternal. Better than a diamond. He's eternal. Psalm 50 verse 23. The one who offers thanksgiving and his sacrifices glorifies me. To one who orders his ways rightly, I will show the salvation of God. We must always give thanks to God the Father. Jesus teaches us to do this in the Lord's Prayer, thanking him for his provisions and his protection. God is a patient father to us. Like most parents, we have to wait for our children to mature and we pray take on the responsibilities of being an adult and parent themselves. For those parents who are believing, we wait. So, for those parents who are believers, we wait to see if our children will also accept Jesus as being their Lord and Saviour. I know you may have heard the saying that we are all works in progress in God's hands, and that is true. But let me encourage you all, while God is working in you and through you, let us strive to work with him and not against him. Matthew 7 verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. It is so much better for us and those around us when we work with him. He is the potter and we are the clay. Allow the great potter to shape and form your life and your heart and you will never regret that decision. Jesus spoke about the importance of following the will of the Father, mentioning this three times in Matthew and across most of the Gospels. A quote from C.S. Lewis. To walk out of God's will is to step into nowhere. Hebrews 12, verses 5 to 6. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do you regard lightly the discipline of the Lord? Nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. God brings fatherly discipline. He gives us an example and he brings us order. He takes a father responsibility and role for us even before we accept his precious gift of salvation. All creation is under his father authority and discipline. But not everyone acknowledges or submits to this due to man's rebellion at the fall. So why is it good to have God as our father? This is just a sample of what we have as God's children. And this is all based in Galatians, verse five, Galatians chapter 5. So with God as your father, you have rescue. You have his righteousness. You enjoy eternal life. 
you begin a relationship with God. You learn obedience. You enjoy deliverance and you receive their grace. But sadly, if you don't accept him, if you don't allow God to be your father, you're going to face ruin. You're going to still sin. You're going to face eternal death. You're going to experience separation from God. You're going to continue to disobey. You're going to face judgment and you still will be under the law. In the Alpha course, there was a video about a child making a tune that was dreadful. But then their father sat beside them and added his melody, his song to their song, and it became a beautiful melody. This is like God with us. The Holy Trinity sits with us, and as we play our song, they come alongside us and play their song, which becomes a beautiful melody. But it doesn't stop there. You may get married, and the melody will change. And then you have children, and the melody will change. Quote from A.W. Tozer. Father, we are limited in what we can do. You are not. Help us to understand this and to rely upon you completely. He is a God we can run to with our problems and our fears. My dad passed away nearly four years ago now. But when he was alive, I always went to him to talk through any of the big problems I was facing. Our fatherly God loves to hear and deal with our problems and fears and provides the solutions to them. He also loves being involved in our decision-making process. Psalm 8, verse 3 to 4. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. David wrote in the psalm, Why is God mindful of mankind compared to the many other wonders he has created? Believe me, he could have, he's given us so much. And yet, the birds of the air, the fish in the sea, they appreciate God's provision more than we do. And yet, this scripture, this is, King, this is David talking. David was a great man of God. But even he is perplexed, thinking, Lord, I'm a sinner. Why do you take the time? I think it's because he loves and cares for us, as if we were his own flesh and blood. God is the perfect father of all. He sees everything and knows everything, and can provide for each and every need of his children. God's way is the best way, is the only way for those who believe. Let me ask you, would you like God to become your heavenly father? If so, you need to receive his son as your Lord and saviour. And they will both come and make their home in you. If you have already received Jesus' precious gift of salvation, you may want to develop a deeper relationship with God as your Father. And if that's the case, pray this with me. Heavenly Father, you provided your Son that we may be saved through him. There was no other way to do it. Jesus had to come, die, receive all the wrath and judgment that our sin has brought into this world. But Heavenly Father, through your love, you made a way. 
You initiated it before we even knew you. So, Lord, I pray that those who want to start a relationship with you through your son, may they ask now. May they ask for the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to start living in them, to receive God the Father as their Heavenly Father, God the Son as their Saviour, God the Holy Spirit as their strength. Lord, for those of us who already know you, who know you as God, help us have, cultivate that deeper relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We want to be eternally yours as you are eternally ours. We want to serve you and be a better child of God that you may be glorified. So Lord, have your way, have your will and let your, and let your kingdom come. In Jesus' precious and mighty name, amen.